0: Welcome to the Nakamura Podcast, where we talk about anime and other stuff too. You. I'm your host, Darius, and um, this one's going to be another of them other stuff. Um, yeah, why well, can't I forget what I was going to say? And it's, this one's kind of special because it's with my father, and yeah, I'm
1: going to let him introduce himself. Ah, good. Hello, everyone. My name is Benjamin Cote. I'm Darius's, um father, proud father, um, very honoured. For him to invite me onto his um, podcast, um, so um, hello everyone, and looking forward to having a discussion with my son. So yeah, this episode is going to be about like being managers
0: in non-league football and in football in general. So, I'm going to go into your playing days. That's the first main topic. that we're going to be
1: okay. So, yeah, so how it what got you into playing football? Uh, what got me into playing football? Um, at a very early age, I remember. My first re- recollection is watching Match in the Day, and the big match with my uncle. Uncle? Uh, yeah. And that is my first um, recollection of football, and and for whatever reason, um, it became a passion of mine. But right? was those early days of watching football on on the television. Um, so yeah, that's that's where my my. Um, um, My interest in football came about, and why did you pick arsenal? Why did I pick arsenal um It's very interesting actually um I know my uncle's a Tottenham fan, and <clears throat> we grew up in in north London in um Green Lane manor house, so l- literally you were you know um a mile you know a few miles apart from each other was it Arsenal and then down the, down the road in White Hart Lane was Tottenham so the school I went to was predominantly Arsenal and Tottenham fans there was a sprinkling of Liverpool fans and other teams but predominantly a team um, a school where it was Arsenal and Tottenham fans and my, my older cousin was an Arsenal fan and I think the fact that he was an Arsenal fan and the fact um, when I was growing up um, Arsenal just won the double um, in 70-71 I think that was the main reason why I supported Arsenal A because of locality and B because um, that the older older um, someone I looked up to was a was an Arsenal fan, so that's where the the, the love of Arsenal came about. Mm,
0: it's very interesting. I've heard this story loads of times, but every Whenever
1: I hear it, it's really interesting. Um,
0: what was your experience playing football as a black player when you started
1: playing football? Um, it, my my football is um, not not um, a sort of straightforward sort of story. Um, obviously growing up in north london um going to school in north london um, um playing in in the school um, not didn't play any sort of structured um, youth football um, due to my parents not liking football um being from a African household. Af- African household coming from, oh so like from an African um, background, football in my in my for my parents wasn't. What was
0: grandma? Also,
1: did you ever ask grandma like I wanted to play football? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew,
1: they knew, they knew my 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 passion, and that probably that's what scared them. Probably <laughs> I don't know. If it, maybe I was obsessed with the game, but um, I didn't. Ha- I was on. I didn't have the opportunity to play structured, youth football. Um, so those formative years between sort of like I don't know seven to like what, 18 I didn't have that
0: yeah I didn't have
1: that I didn't have that opportunity to play so my, the only op- opportunity I had to play was at school in the playground which um, was very sort of difficult for me to deal with I think I played a couple of times with my school team but apart from that um, I wasn't allowed to play you know for the school stru- you know Football for a team of, of any sort, of sort until I um, until I was in my sort like eight until like late teens. So I missed those formative years of playing in a structured environment. Do you think yeah. that
0: hindered your like not progress, but like when you had to play when you first started playing? Because that was men's football. You didn't have like gradually yeah. growing
1: up. So was there like a big difference? Oh, I, I played obviously like playing with your friends, yeah. but like, obviously like I said, playing structured youth football. I mean, back when I was playing, you know, look. Those days in those areas, you play for youth clubs. You did. You, you didn't have like, you know, your, your your Sunday football teams. You did like you know they have you have so many now. You know you, you know a lot. Of, what I recall is that a lot of my friends friends I had at school were playing for youth clubs, um, and that's how they played. They're their as well as playing for your, your school. So you, you know, um, you're playing through school, your, your, your county, and things like that. I never had that. You own, had
0: county teams even then.
1: Yeah, because I mean, remember Uncle Reggie? Like he oh, you for London? he played. You know, he'd, like you pay for the London FA. You know, oh, you, pay, you pay. So you oh, yeah. so you pay. You know, if you pay for the Kent, or yeah. you know, you pay for your, you know, your your, your area, like you know, Blackheath or whatever. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, I never had that that you know education in in terms of playing and um, you know, those those op- opportunities and those experiences. I didn't have those um, experiences. So all my football was sort of like street football you know, playing in the playground. Um, so, the, yeah, that was a bit of a, 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 a very much a disappointment um, for me. Um, when I tanked, when I, when I was, like, 18, 17, 18, and we moved to South East London and I started going to go college, that's when I started playing sort of stru- structured football, um, like, for the college, college teams, and um, started playing, like, you know, Sunday football. So that's where, you know, so I didn't have those... You know, I didn't play for an academy or anything like that. I didn't have that. Um, I wasn't fortunate enough to do that, but um, I still had a love of game, and I thought f- I, I was a competent player. Um, um, and um, <laughs> there were opportunities that I I couldn't take on because of the lack of support or lack of. Do you, if. Um,
0: would do you think grandma would have support, would have
1: wanted you let you play? Um, if, I, again, mum, mum, no, I don't think so. She no, was reluctant. They were both. They were both. You know, if one of them was, you know, could was more persuasive than the other, then maybe I would have been a, you know, a, you know, one of them. One of them could have convinced the other one. But they were both, for for their own reasons, didn't want me to play. Did, what did, Uncle, did Uncle Roger play any school? His... Roger, Uncle Roger, you know, he was very. He was very. He was a fit person. He, you know, he was very athletic. He, you know, wasn't technically gifted, but you know, played, we all played sports at school. and played. I played rugby. You know we, you know school. Our school was probably a, a, a football in school. Um, played rugby because the Peter P was a, rug, a Welsh gentleman who you know had it's a, lovely, a secondary school. yeah secondary school. So he wanted to, us to play rugby. So I had experience of playing rugby. Um, for The school, I think, a couple of times. Um, we played a, one year. We played some rugby. So yeah, we played different sports at school. But you know, my main interest was always football. And any any other sport was sort of peripheral. Um, but, you know, football was the, the sort of, like, the main main interest, you know, um, for me, anyway. Um, when I sort of, like, turned 18 and moved to South East London, that's when I sort of started playing structured football at college and sort of, like, you know, you know, started playing senior, you know, men's football. So, um, not as lavish as other people in terms of, you know, my youth and playing football. It was more when I um, got much older that I sort of was able to play, sort of, um, at a more serious level, and um, I think, like you said, maybe not having that opportunity to play structured football at youth level, I don't think it it hindered me in the terms of opportunities to play for you know for, for clubs.
0: So you didn't think like technically or physically? Uh,
1: I, physically, possibly, mm-hmm. um, but not not really because I was always active. So mm-hmm. um, in that sense, I you know. It, it wasn't a a big issue because I, I i would get i could get fit enough to play at a good you know good a, standard good yeah. standard and i did that but yeah i think it's just more the formative years you know having those contacts those experiences mm-hmm. people knowing of you mm-hmm. as an as a, as a player um you know then you you know you're you know you're known to people which mm-hmm. i i didn't have that um i had to sort of create or you know, and boys. Yeah, I had to sort of like you know from you know just literally off my own back, you know going to clubs and you know training and and off you know just impressing people that way. So that that was um, a hard. I think in my opinion, a, a harder way to go because a lot of players you you speak to have at least played football at youth level, you know. They don't sort of like just go into it at seventeen, eighteen, just their first experience of playing, you know, a structured, in a structured environment. So um, yeah.
0: Um, did you feel like there was any barriers when you were playing?
1: Um, to be honest, not really. No, I mean, I think maybe it's my mindset that I felt that. Um, if I was good enough, you know, I'd I'd be selected on merit, and that was my that was always my. Um, my um opinion. I mean, on on reflection, there's prob probably there might have been situations where, you know, I might have been overlooked because you know there was a preference to a player because it's it's you know he's more established or well known, more well known, um, you know, certain managers I played for probably weren't brave enough to sort of like, you know, um, select. You know, have more than a quota of black players in this side, and I think that was something that happened to me at one club. I I believe that that was the case. Um, but how did how did you do it? Um, at the time, didn't I didn't you know didn't think much of it. I think at the time I thought, well, okay, I need to you know you know I've got to be I I want to make sure that, and I always felt that I wanted to make sure that I was in on any team that I played for on merit, not because someone liked me or someone's mm-hmm. mate um and that was never the case. I always thought I was in, a, in I was selected on, on merit but um you know, you, you look back and um I, you, you do get a sense that, you know, um there were other factors at work for not being, you know, you know, selected or opportunities given to you but um and that's something that sort of like Stuck in my mind that if I ever got into an opportunity, a situation where I could I'd be of position of power, that you know, it, I would try to make the selections or decisions um, without emotion. Not not being a you know like you know logical, but you know, you know, you know, treating you know having the information at hand and and, and making decisions, you know. In, in my opinion, on the, for the right reasons, and and for you know for, you know on on merit, um, yeah. and that's that sometimes that's that's been difficult. Okay, so
0: did you experience any racism when playing, um, and how did you handle it?
1: T- I'd say the majority of the time, probably ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time, no. But there was, there were two incidents in in when I when I was playing that sort of stand out and stick out in my mind and they were they were definitely racially um what's the word racially
0: not activated.
1: Uh, um motivated or hmm. m- racial i mean one one was a was obvious um playing for a team and um i think I did that on that night um that night i was i was probably the only black player in in the side is this not,
0: not the only one you
1: no 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 this is this this is this I won't name this to the size semi pro club. I won't name them. And um I think it might have been myself, maybe another black player, but um the the players, you know, racial abused me and literally he said it in my ear so no one you could hear no it. No one could hear it. It would have been my word against you that see. individual's. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> excuse me, um if I was to react if, if I'd retaliated at that moment it was my word against theirs Mm. all the um, the referee was me me striking the play or me doing something that was deemed you know a booking or or sending off so um, and it was a bit to be honest that was the first time it ever happened to me I think I was about 19 it was was a real shock Mm. you know because I never again maybe probably coming from East London um, to South East London where you know you're you're in an environment where you you know there's a, a more is it more more multicultural, you know, in East London, happening yeah. compared to coming to South East London, and um, at the time, you know, um, wasn't sort of a you know, there was you know black people in the in the area, but not to an extent where you <coughs> you, you know, it's uh, today, it's today, yeah. <coughs> so, <coughs> excuse me, um, it was a, it was a real shock to be, you know, because it never. It never really crossed my mind that someone would say something like that to me. So I was I was i was a bit taken aback, but I think I just had enough self-control not to have retaliated. retaliated. So um that was my first experience. Um the second experience, um and again this is you know where I I'd say people, you know, count to ten <laughs> <laughs> because um it happened again and it wasn't sort of, it wasn't verbal. It was, it, it, no, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was verbal and it was sort of like physical as well. And it got to a point where I, I got, um, frustrated and I, and I struck out and it, it, you know, from, from what the outcome of what happened in terms of it, it, it escalated, um, in terms, of it was a, on. A, I was playing for a Sunday team, and it, and it escalated in terms of um, what had transpired. It, it was definitely much racially motivated, because apparently the, the individual and the, and the team that were involved had a history of you know, yeah, a, you know, being you know ag- aggressors. Um, so, um, but again, for me, the lesson learned was um, find another way to to deal with things on a football pitch um fighting is not you know you know because I got I think I got banned for about a month
0: <gasps> see whenever you told me this
1: story because I, I, I because what it was I I admitted to to but those eyewitnesses yeah was... they got they, they, the players themselves and the club got fined but obviously they had to um sanction me and deal with what I had done what but... no buts you know um so I got, you know, if they, they t- they've they taking it on account of what I did, you know, in terms of striking the player. What, well, because you hit first? Did I hit first? <laughs> no, for, no he, hit me, he hit me first. He hit me first. And I struck back. But, you know, I've raised my hands. And didn't you
0: say, I remember you saying that then the gossip, that there was other situations, like in other pictures as well. Well, I found
1: I, 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 I out, I, I heard and found out that it, it sort of, it was, what had happened to me, it sort of, um, it it had resonated around the whole, because it was like a, um, like a sports centre. So it resonated around the sports centre and and obviously people realised that this had happened. So it it sort of got, so yeah. um, So again, you've got to think about your actions and, um, and at the time, you know, um, it, it, I think I was frustrated about what had happened, um, but I wouldn't condone... Doing what you did. Doing what I did. Um, you know, everyone's got their breaking point, and I think I'd reached my breaking point at, at, on that. At what
0: that did point. your manager... Because I've never... From whenever you told me
1: the story, I've never heard you talk about what your manager did. I th- I mean, I can't really call what my... I mean, I think they, they just seemed... My impression was that they just seemed the, the the play the the other players, um, the non-black players in the team. I think they just I don't think they they were all young side. We're all early early twenties. But still you? And I just about? felt that I think that they just they felt shocked about the whole thing, and the manager I think was I think they I think it affected them a, a lot what had happened you know because I think they didn't know what to do, and I think that they were probably embarrassed about the situation. I think maybe there's some of them probably embarrassed that they didn't sort of do anything. Do anything to help me. Um so um um I think there was a genuine um sense of shock from them, but they were I think there was a lot of, a lot of it was embarrassment as well because I don't think that I, I got the support from the manager and the players.
0: You, 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 know, you didn't go
1: back there. I, I I think I went back and played for them, but I thought after that, I, that season, I thought you know I can't. I think after that season, I think I stopped playing. So I didn't want to play. I didn't. I didn't. I stopped playing. How old were you? I think I was in my twenties, early twenties, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. I think. Yeah, might have been twenty nineteen twenty. So like I said, we were a young side. So, it you know it wasn't like we were like you no know, big thirty old men. You know, and this has happened. And I think maybe if that had happened then, maybe that these guys would have fit... They might have felt sh- strong enough to deal with it. But I think we were, we were a young group of players and I think you can't expect them... don't think you could expect them to sort of... Um, I think they didn't have, They. I think what I'm trying to say is I think they were shocked by it as well. And I think look, being a young group of people, I don't think that they, they, they knew how to handle it on reflection I think like if we'd have been a lot older I think there'd been a lot
0: but at that age you know right from wrong yeah I d- yes you do but you know or maybe because you, was it because um, that they didn't no you know right from wrong yeah wrong. Yeah. Like, I mean before. to be honest
1: I've never spoken to them those players and they never said anything to me and I think like I said I think they were just embarrassed that they didn't help me and I think that's, that's the, I think they felt shame I think that's what he was they felt they felt shame that they never sort of you know stood up for me or or tried to protect me I I cuz all I know is what was happening to me I don't know what these other people were doing I couldn't tell you what they were doing um so yeah that you know so that was um my two experiences and they were both you know on the football field so um yeah
0: Alright. So we're going to go into the history segment now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about the history of Bay managers. So BAME managers black, asian mm-hmm. and ethnic minority ethnic is not it? I don't I don't know why they made it that way, the minority ethnic. Black, Asian, minority minority ethnic. Let's get this let's get this
1: right. <laughs> That's what it means. Black Asian, Black Asian and minority
0: ethnic. Yeah, okay, I don't know. That sounds so
1: weird. <laughs> the way they've done
0: it like
1: that. Yeah. Okay, All right.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Bain. Yeah. yeah so okay. 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 So in June nineteen fifty nine, football uh, football league club appointed the first Bain manager. So Frank, Frank So a son of a Chinese father and English mother, was born, um, in Buxton and grew up in Liverpool, and going on to make uh, almost two hundred appearances for Stoke and representing England during the Second World War. His managerial career began in Finland, and took, in um took in spells w- with Saint Albans City, Padov, and the Norway national team, before he was named as the Scunthorpe um Scunthorpe United manager, and two months later, um Tony Collins, the first first black manager in football English football history, went on. And took the reins of Rochdale in 1960, and he made more history when he led them to the 1962 League Cup League Cup final. And also, Sammy Chung was a striker who played for Reading, Norwich, Watford, before working as an assistant manager to Bill McGarry. Chung was appointed the manager in 1976 when, in 1976, when McGarry was fired after Wolves was relegated. And then Edward Stern took over from Barry Fryer at Barnet in April 19th. Edward Steen. Edward Steen? Edward Steen. Yeah. Yeah, Steen. The Steen
1: yes. brothers. Yeah, and I know the Steen. Because yeah. he asked for a college with one of them. What grade Mm. Greenwich college? No, Queensway. Queenstone. Oh. There's three brothers. There's Brian. Brian Steen. Is that the one that you're talking about, Mum, with the the the, the, the teacher? No, that was um, Lyndon Lynch. He oh. was my pe- he was my uh, my PE teacher. No, it was Brian Steen. You um, say Eddie Steen?
0: Ed Edwin Steen. Edwin Steen, mm-hmm. yeah. He took over from Barry Fry at Barnet.
1: It was Brian Steen, Brian and Eddie. Yeah, he's one of them played for Luton. Mm-hmm. And the younger brother played for chelsea oh, okay. um and I went to college with one of the other brothers was a f- there were a few of them they were south african yeah, yeah, yeah. and um uh, um the two those are the two pros mm-hmm. um but I went to college one of the brothers um and again, a really good player, i don 't know what happened to him he never, you know um, why well, he never made it but um the, the two that made it were strikers center forwards mm-hmm. all were pros anyway.
0: So he took over from Barry Fry at Barnet in ninety April nineteen ninety three with, so with the S- South African African born former winger and the son of an anti apartheid activist helping the North London club to achieve promotion to the third tier for the first time in their history, and they've also they've have been a total of nine black managers in history of the Premier League. So there's been. Rudhole and that was the first black manager in the Premier League when he was taken over as a player manager of Chelsea in nineteen ninety six, and then uh, Chris Hughton, he's uh, one of the most respected managers in English football, and he was um, he's been at more than one Premier League club, so he was um, at Newcastle, Norwich, and most recently Brighton, and then pulled so he was widely credited as being the first black British manager in Premier League history, having managed Blackburn for um for a period in 2008. And he... Yeah, so he only lasted 21 games and he was the first black footballer to captain England. And he also managed MK Dons, Notts County and Blackpool. And what's his name? Jean Do you know the one he played for France? Jean Tigana. Yeah, Tigana. He managed Fulham in the Premier League for a period... And you um, gave them promotion from Division 1. And also, Darren Moore managed West Brom in the Premier League and was the first ever Jamaican to manage in the division, while Chris Ramsey served as Queen's Park Rangers boss in 2015. And Terry Connor and Hayden M- Mullins Mullins completed the nine, but their tenures at Wolves and Watford were interim bases. Mm. And also Terry Connor was also the caretaker at Wolves. So yeah, that's it for the history segment. So
1: that's just Premiership, isn't it? It's not um football yeah. in as a whole. No, yeah, that's just Premier Yeah, okay,
0: that's one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be going into the other
1: main topic, which is your coaching days. So what got you into coaching? Um, I think I've always was like I've always um. had a passion for the game and um, I always liked, I was always interested in the tactical side of the game and um, I think that's what got me interested in in potentially thinking if I, when I did stop playing football, you know, what would I do next? Would You know, do I want to just, you know, just play football or would it be a case I I wanted to sort of like get into the coaching side of things and um, um, like I said, I always had a interest in the ta- tactical side of the game and um trying to re- you know remember it was not many i can't remember many many coaches or managers sort of like giving me the you know ha- having that much coaching as i've i've seen like in in recent years in terms of what, how people have been coached and you know what you know knowledge i've been i've got from my my badges so it was an initial just an interest in in the tactical side of the game and trying to think well feeling that I could maybe help other players in future and you know impart my knowledge and maybe help other players you know in their in their playing careers
0: So what, what do you think was the hardest adjustment for you from playing to becoming a coach?
1: I think it's a bit of a strange it was a positive and negative because what happened was um, I was thinking about starting my coaching badge. I think I did my level one my at the time it's called the Junior Team Managers course, which is a really basic course. It's just, you just um go to for a weekend with the London FA and um you just you know the, the you know the Does it
0: take much to pass?
1: That one is just you know, it's just you just do, you know, just a couple of a, a weekend and you just you know, um from what I remember you just you know it's more about you being able to show people what to do, like just I dropped a truck to my Achilles tendon and um during the sort of, it, it took me about fourteen months to sort of recover from it fully and, and actually get back to playing again. And then in that time, um, it, it makes you think about um, what what next. And I, like I said, I was always interested in, in coaching, but that just focused my mind even more. So to sort of like start my, um, you know, on my my pathway to my on, onto my coaching path. So that at that time I was about thirty three. I said I'm gonna, I am going to wanted to start doing you know um do my badges i mean initially you know it's always for me it's been sort of like to um you know for you know what's the word cpd so you know my own personal de- development so that's why i've always wanted to sort of like go on the on the courses and and to learn and to sort of
0: what is the C song? oh cpd <laughs> Because you always talk about having to do your CPD yeah, yeah. every year. Mm-hmm.
1: Continuing continue, continue, continue professional development. Okay. So, yeah, so... Um, so, it, that's, you know, for me, it's been about learning and, you know, being able to sort of, like, have the knowledge and the understanding of coaching in order to go out and, and be proficient in, in, in coaching. So, due to injury... um. And the fact that I wanted to sort of, um, I always had an interest in in the tactical side of it and coaching and, you know, an interest in getting getting onto my, doing my coaching badges. Do you feel like there was any barriers in place when you wanted to go into coaching? No, um, I never felt there was any barriers about wanting to go into coaching. Um, The only sort of um, issues are finding the time and and, and the cost as you go up. Your coaching badges um the cost and also um the availability of going on the courses i think it's getting harder and harder to get on them i mean obviously with covid and everything like that but as as you progress i mean i mean my b license i did you know with the kent fa so it's your your county um and it's just getting i mean like i said when i started doing them um it what it wasn't it doesn't seem as hard as it does seem to be now to get on them um but um you have to find the time and the money to, to do it i mean the, the b license is not as much as when i did it compared to how, it, how much it is now how much is it now i don't know how much it is. i think it's a, i can't i'm not sure i'd have to you'd have to you'd have to research that um but when i did it i think it was about 3 or 4 hundred pounds yeah. so um it obviously but that's still relative you know, you gotta find the time, and then once you've done, you 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 um, the, going on the courses. I think that was on, I think it was like a um, a two week course. Then you gotta go back and do like sixteen hours, and then you know, then you get a fine go back for your final assessment. So it's the time and 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 the money, and you know, um, like I said, you, you it's um, I didn't find you know, a the, the first two no, there's no barriers when you want to go on your A license. It's not a barrier as such, but it's, it's you, obviously it's financially, it's quite an expensive course to go on to. And obviously the time it takes to do it. And obviously you have to, you have to, you know, you have to be accepted on the, on the course. So, you know, that it's not, I wouldn't say the barriers, but you know, it's not a straightforward thing that you can just say, I want to go on the course. So, um, the higher you go up, um, there are, you know, requirements, you know, for you to have in order to go, it, go on But no, I, I didn't find it, as I didn't find, I wouldn't say there are, are barriers as such um, to go on it, but you have to sort of, you know, app- applying for the A licence, you know, you have to get accepted on it. Hmm. How did you, how, how do you get accepted for it? Well, you have to, I mean, obviously you got to apply to the FA, and then... Do they look at, what do they look at? Or it? I mean, again... Um, I'm not. I'm not in the pro game, so mm-hmm. obviously you got to you got to justify why you're why are you going on it, and mm-hmm. you know. I mean, my thing is that you know whether I'm in the pro game or whether I'm in the pro game or not. You know, I'm a I'm an individual. I want to learn. You know, I want to improve myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the thing is, is it relevant to? And I get the understand that is it relevant to the the, the level you're coaching at. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the, the type of players you're you know oh, cool. you're, you're coaching, so it's got to be you know it's got to be relevant to yeah. them. I, I I agree with that and I get that, but what my thing is is that shouldn't you have the knowledge base above what you're actually coaching, and whether you're not whether you you know the thing is obviously whether you're gonna get able to have the opportunity to coach that detail with the kids that you're working with. I get that as well, but my thing is that, you know, if you're an individual that, you know, is prepared to put yourself out there, and, you know, you know, pay for it, you know, you know, take the holiday time off, you know, put all, all the man hours in, mm. if, you've, if you're if you willing to do that, um, you know, you should be considered, but I, I, and first and foremost, people in the, in the program are the ones that are going to get on the course. Um, I was... Um, at the time I got accepted I was working for um, Norwich they had a centre of excellence in South East London so that was I think that was the the different that that was the deciding factor that the fact that I was in the environment that my coaching qualification was relevant so um, that's where any young coach might find um, an issue whether they want to go to the next level I either pro like the a-, a license that they have to be deemed in a, in an, in an environment that requires that level of that qualification, and if you're not in the pro game, you you got at least being involved in a, 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 a level where the, the club are in the FA Cup, so there are criteria's because and I do understand that, but also I feel that if you are an individual that you want to improve yourself, how can you prove yourself if you're not you know. Um, learning. not learning mm-hmm. you know so um but yeah you know barrier i don't i'm not i wouldn't say it's a barrier as such no. but i can see the i understand the criteria required for going on to the higher higher coaching qualifications but because as an as an individual you want to always learn and improve and you want to be in an in a situation that you've got a, a knowledge base to you know to you know even if you're working with the players that might not be of that level, mm-hmm. that you have the, the the knowledge and and you can coach the detail with those individuals to help them improve, and also for you to be, you know, challenging yourself to you know do the best that you can. Yes. Okay.
0: Right. So, do you feel like there's any difference between the manager slash coaching at non you compared to the professional game?
1: Again, um, I'm probably not the right person to, to 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 ask that question because I've never managed in the pro game. All I can give my experience of it is it's a you know non league semi pro football. Um, so I can't I can't. Um, maybe I'm not the right person to just give you that um, contrast. Um, you know being you know basic one. You know having played. You know being with people every day compared mm-hmm. to having you know players for four hours a week, two hours mm-hmm. a week you know you have to get as much done in those hours um, as possible as possible but not to they've got it's still got to be an element of for me everything has to to be like has to relate has to you know when you're doing your sessions it has to be as as much as possible like the game as possible because you've only got those that's that time, mm-hmm. it's and game uh, yeah, you know, and you know, obviously, you have you have to ask the players have to be, yeah, I think you know, obviously, we you now only having players twice a week, um, you know, y- you have to be very, you know, even more so in terms of um, organized because you've you know you've only got that that, that time with them, and it's you got to you know. Ensure that what you're working on you know a improves them, but b ensures that you're ready for the next game mm-hmm. and um so um <coughs> I think that's maybe the difference that you know you have got working with someone every every day you've got you know maybe more time I'm not saying you've got you got time in the program anymore to you know but you know um the hours you have with them is more. Um, so yeah, you, you know um, you don't have as much time as you you would like with players, and you have to be more, you know, um, focused on what you got, what you're gonna do in those those you no know, those that little time you do have with them. So do you feel like there should be the Rooney
0: rule for bay managers, like there is in American football? So the Rooney rule is named after the late Dan Rooney, former owner of the Pittsburgh still. And chairperson for the National Football League diversity commitment. The Rooney Rule is a policy in NFL that requires teams to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coach and senior senior football operation jobs like general manager. Notable there is no hiring preference given given to minority candidates. The Rooney Rule only requires a team to interview a certain amount of individuals.
1: I've I've debated this with myself for, for, for a long, long time and um, I always come back to the fact that I'm. It's just, it's just disappointing that this has to actually even have this rule in place um, if it does give um, BAME candidates um, an opportunity just to be considered I think that's a positive um Maybe I'm being idealistic here. But ultimately, I'd like to think if you're good enough, you'll get an opportunity. But it, I don't know if that is the case. I don't think it is. I don't know if that is the case. But having this ruling rule... Um, if it makes people have to consider you...
0: Then yeah.
1: Then yes. However... My thought process is that you know, if you're good enough, you will get your opportunity. Uh, let me let me elaborate on that. Um, and I, I know what you're saying because it doesn't seem like it, it is no, the i It of doesn't like... seem. But I'm just saying for me, I, like, I, John I let, me, going let, me, let me let me finish. Let me finish, son. Let me, let me finish because I'm. I it's, it's this is the my, the mindset I think that I have to have. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be right. It might be wrong, but I have to have a mindset that you know, I will. You know, if if I go for a, an opportunity, you know, I will be judged on on my capabilities, not the, of skin. not the colour of my skin. I have to have that mindset, because otherwise, you will you will think that you will go in and you will, you'll will feel that you know you're not going to get a chance, and you. I know. I get you. You can look at. The Sol Campbell's, the, the Dwight Walk Yorks, the, the Andy Coles. Did they have? Did they have their badges? Um, I and know. I know Sol Campbell has, and I know Dwight. I think I'm pretty sure Andy Coles done them. Irrespective, of, irrespective of it, if, whether Dwight, you know, they have, you know, there there has been instances where managers have have got roles not ha- and they have not had the qualifications that that required. Maybe now it's not the case, but mm. in the past. You know, that has happened that managers have been given roles and they haven't had the, the, the required qualifications. Um so, you know, I, I like I said, I I gone.
0: I to you on Cause he was. I know he was working with the under 23s or whatever right? whatever.
1: No, he, he the thing was I think he he, he was up, he, I think he was working under eighteens, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But why don't you think he got he had to go to Montreal or whatever to get a job, not coming not getting one in the Premier League when Frank Lampo just had like one season at Derby County, then he got the um the thing year job. Why do you think and even Vieira but has gone through whatever thing
1: It's difficult to say. It's difficult to say, you know, because I don't know what jobs they've applied for. Um whether it's because you know again you know Frank is British and the other two are, are, are not mm-hmm. I don't know um, you know here we got the Monaco job yeah. you know Patrick's got the you know um, new nice one he's, he's got the um,
0: so do you think it's a British thing then
1: Um, I don't know I don't know Um, um it does appear that and you gotta look at it in a, in a way that you know obviously. You, you'd like to you know because obviously a lot of non-British coaches are in 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 the game in in the pro you know got have got the top jobs. It, it's a but you gotta look at it's a, maybe a positive that you know a, a British coach has been given it you know a, the role you know whether rightly or wrongly, you know but. Um, I don't know whether um, what 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 jobs they what roles they've gone for, so I, I can't really I can't really comment. You would like to think that you know they are judged on um, their performance. Their, yeah, their performance. But the the sole one and the, you know obviously you, you you look at them both, Sol Campbell and Frank and You think they're both. Champions has, has the bag, the as the other one. So, what is it
0: that uh, he has that She doesn't
1: have Yeah, you mm. know, mm. is it that when he looks across the table, he's looking at people that can re- relate to him? Maybe, maybe, but like I said, he got it to. on persevering you have to sort of you know believe that you will you know you've got to keep on believing that you will find you get you're going to put the opportunity at the moment it, it, it doesn't seem the case mm. but I'd like to think you know in your generation you won't be talking about the ruling rule that's my hope I think they're
0: going to still be talking
1: about the you got
0: to Again, you got
1: to be. I, I, I don't think there won't be no change. You, the, I, My thing is that you got to think, you've got to. you got, you know, because it's a societal issue and the society.
0: Look how much stuff is going on now. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't see any of that changing anytime soon. Because look at the Prime Minister and the President.
1: Well, you know, you got. To, like I said, son, you got to look and think, well some you you got to make a change people have got to make a change you can't mm-hmm. keep on saying it's not well, going to change there's a lot of things that haven't changed and we're still talking about you in, know in, in your in, you know you and I are still talking about things but there's a lot of things that you'd like to think have changed that you know that you know and they can't it can't be it can't not change anymore mm. Then it's de- then it's definitely a problem. <clears throat> yeah. If in twenty years time, you know, we you and I are still talking about this. I think, mm. but all that
0: stuff happened in the sixties and it. Yeah, about we're again. still
1: talking about it. We're still talking about it. So I don't know. I
0: still don't think. It will but
1: be you know that you know we we're talking about it and, and and the fact that we are talking about it. I think.
0: But I feel like people are talking about it for the sake of talking about it. Like, there's, like, all that Black Lives Matter stuff that Sky Sports does and all the race non-racism stuff on the Premier League badges. I don't care because all of that stuff has happened for years and then all them T-shirts that they used to have, and, like, John Terry was still the captain of England or whatever from what he said and he's still getting manager jobs. Like, I just don't feel like nothing's going to change. And then actually Cole defends him.
1: I think that, you know, it's... In the public domain, but having these token, these um, these lo- um, slogans, and you know these things, all well and good. Until they it's until things something things. actually you actually see changing, mm-hmm. and and the, and the thing the thing for me there is it's not it's not got, it can't be tokenism.
0: Well, it it you t- know, it can't be started. it can't
1: be tokenism. It has to, you know, it has to be, you know. But it has to, you know, whether you say it's 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 got to start somewhere. Yeah, it has to start somewhere, and it has to, they, it has like to be. It's, 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 it's got to genu- start. It's got to start somewhere, but it's got to be. It has to be. It's got to have long longevity. Well, it has to be genuine because yeah. that's
0: that sky is not genuine. I don't care whatever they say. That's not genuine. What happened with when Gary Neville said whatever he said? And then the the when you said the, um, what the whatever the presenter has yeah, to say yeah. uh, that's his views not Sky Sports. Views. Yeah, well no many months ago was that, that but now, Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Well
1: that's the, but the, but that, you've just said you just said something though that maybe They haven't changed. No, that. no, no D- have, Darius, you but the fact them, that you, you say that but you, you know, but they they you know they wouldn't say that now, so that's a change.
0: What's it's because cause of everything that's happened. I know, exactly, exactly. I in, in a way exactly. it's good, but I know, it's not like you're not genuine. Don't say it if you're not genuine. You're just there to make an appearance like most of these people are doing. Like, just don't say anything. I'd rather you don't say anything because you're not meaning it. You're just having, a like, you're your showing face. Yeah. And what's the point of showing face yep. just so people
1: are stupid? But what I'm saying is you can't not stop and say it won't change. Okay, yeah, okay. You can't not stop and say it won't change. Small steps. But, but
0: thing, one small step, what? Whatever. Yeah, okay. Small steps, you know. We dead, shouldn't landed. we
1: shouldn't have to be discussing this, you know, but we are mm. but you know, um, it's small steps mm. and we're not going it's not gonna change overnight, whether we think it's tokenism or we think, you know, it's, you know, saving face. It has to start somewhere. Mm. It has to start somewhere. And, you know, I've got to be, I've got to look at it in my, you know, the time, like, when I'm gone and you're my age, that there is, something you know, there, you can look back and say, well, that you know, this has changed. And I've, and I've, and I've. And um, maybe I like maybe I look at the I try to look at the good side of things too much, but that's how I think that's how I've got to look at it because I don't want really to look at it. In, we can all look at it in a negative way, but we have to. You know, it's not just us. Everybody has to. Everybody has to sort of buy into it and make make the difference. Not just you know tokenism there and you know saying like you know I I support you it's not just about supporting you you have to now do something Mm. you know people who have got an influence have to do something Mm -hmm. to make a difference
0: so do you feel like the lack of being managers in non-league football and professional football has an impact on being players (laughs) Um,
1: I I think it, it would help I I do see sometimes when I when I go somewhere and like um um another player of ethnicity sees that oh, there's a a black coach there I do get a like uh, you know oh yeah I do get that you know notice I, I do see that note, you know that difference in those those people those in young people um so I think if you like anybody if you see somebody that you can relate to i truly believe it will help you Mm. however like you're saying it can't be tokenism it can't be you know just so that they so that this player will come because they see uh, Mm. someone of color definitely i think it, it will help but like anything you have to be good at your trade. You have to be good at your trade. You know, and there's a lot of people out there who um, don't add value. Mm. So if you if you are wanting to get into that um, environment, ensure that you can add value. Mm. And even better still, Add value, and someone can relate to you as well, and you can get, you know, you know their confidence in you.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that, I feel, like, I feel like you, you're one of the only black manag- like, black managers that I saw when even when I was playing. Cause I don't remember seeing that even at like youth level when I was like youth level. I don't remember seeing that
1: many. maybe actually there there was a few there was was some there was some
0: but even like they when like when I playing for Bryden, I don't care I'm saying the name at Brydon Mick wanted me to play a certain way he Mm. wanted me to be an archetype of a black player because when that's the only reason he wasn't picking me for whatever Mm, reason because those other ones were were physical pace like even one one thing he said but I don't think I feel like he didn't believe what he said but you were saying that some players meet, um develop at different paces, and you have de- de- you have more development in whatever thing. But like, I feel like he expected he expected me to be that type of player, or whatever, like a big black, strong, fast, and whatever player. Yeah, so, he, had,
1: he definitely had a perception of yeah. That what
0: so that's why I feel like if 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 I had another manager like you, even if it was black or white, mm. that would have been helpful. Than having to have a manager like him because mm-hmm. whatever you yeah. And that's even, yeah, and even your whole man all of you guys are all black, all the management team that you always had with you. Wasn't always... But, but it wasn't like, for, for No, people. even when I was a kid, when I brought me and you, it was Uncle Reggie, Pat, and Wesley. And Martin. And Fe, uh, Yeah, Fennis. Martin,
1: so. Martin. Was, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, for me, it was never about colour. I
0: know, but... You know,
1: it was always about, you know, you know, in... in, in I don't in 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 any environment. I believe it's about people you know you can trust mm. and have the same beliefs system as you, and um, um, you know, and it's also about you know helping each other out. Mm. You know, wherever you are, you know, um, people try and help out people that you know they can, but also having people that have qualities. That will enhance yourself, you know, so, um, there isn't many, I mean, there, there should be more, but, um, I know there's a lot of young, young coaches out there trying to sort of go on that, get on that coaching path. And um, hopefully their pathways will be a lot more accessible because I've sort of like gone through my coaching badges and there's other people similar to myself who have done them and are out there um, either in the pro game, in the FA and that semi-pro level as well, it's just, in terms of numbers of players to coach ratio who have gone on from playing to going to coaching, those, there's not as many as there should be.
0: What advice would you give to younger coaches
1: now? Um, advice to coaches, any coaches, but, yeah, you know, young coaches. For me, after you get your badges, you, you, you must keep on learning. The, the, the badges are, for me, saying that you're competent. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, they're not, you're not the finished article um, you must keep on learning um, keep on sort of because um, i've 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 done my every time i've gone and done my co- coaching badges i've not been in my comfort zone i've, I've you know it, it challenges you it tests you mm-hmm. so you know once you've got them you know it's a great achievement but still be open minded, still go out there and try and, you know, work in different situations, different environments, um, you know, still keep on learning because mm. it's not, the paper doesn't mean you, you're, Anything. you're complete. Mm. You have to still go out there and um, apply your trade. That's that's what I'd say to so you. Keep on learning. You know, try and build contacts. You know, you know with uh, you, with your peers, with you know people within the game, and um, that you can actually um, bounce off of. And if you get a men if you can get a mentor, even better. So um, keep on learning. Keep keep doing your badges. And the key thing for me if you go for a role the fact that you haven't got your qualifications shouldn't be the issue you've got your qualifications so whatever else whatever other reason you don't get that role it's not because you haven't got your coaching badges Mm. or the experience or you know you're gaining that experience that can't be the reasons why you're not getting the, the job if it you know, you haven't got it. Be- it you know, it, because of something else, you've got the badges. You've got the. And I know a couple of people. You know, I've seen like young coaches that I think well, you should be going higher. But if yeah, you ain't got the badge, oh, okay. if you ain't got the badge, then you're not going to get. No matter how good you are or competent you are, if you haven't got the badges, you, you're you not going to get, you're not going to get, you're not going to get looked at. So keep on striving for your badges. I know it's, it's expensive as well, but still tr- get, try and get your badges, so that, you know, people can, you know, look at the piece of paper, and say you've got the, 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 um, the qualifications, and at least you'll, you've got that, part of it, and you've got the foot in the door in terms of getting interviews but keep on learning keep on doing your badges have support around you people you trust people you can sort of like you know like I said a mentor you know other peer other other coaches other peers that you can sort of like relate you know sort of like speak to um, and try and get a network of people that'll help and check out the FA FA um coach FA 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 website for coaching courses and they've also got they've also got a um YouTube channel where you can look at um coaching sessions and CPD events as well they put them on on on, um, after the events as well so there's other there's tools away into you know doing your badges but also um learning tools on there as well That's
0: it for today, guys. Thank you. Thank How
1: you. Thank you, Dad. Did I waffle? No, 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 no. I didn't waffle. But yeah. say bye. Oh, thank pleasure. you, everyone. Um, pleasure, being on my on Darius's podcast. Maybe you interview might um ask me back. Um. Sometime in the future, it's been an honor.
0: Thank you. Bye. <laughs>